Hello, and welcome back to our shitty life. Today, we are in the car, um, going on an adventure that pertains to today's podcast. So, if you're wondering why you're hearing background noises, um, it's road noises, because we're in the car. Yeah, might hear the turn signal click in, so sorry in advance, but... We figured that it's a good time to record a podcast. We don't get a lot of alone time otherwise, unless it's, like, the middle of the night. So, <laughs> figured that we would make one now. Which is when we recorded the last couple in the middle of the night. But, we've also been super busy, of course, as most college students are. Um, so, today, we wanted to talk about our foster dogs. We have gotten two foster dogs adopted now which is super exciting and we are on the adventure to go get our third now so yeah and our second one got adopted earlier today so very very exciting for him he went to a great home we're so happy for him it's it's such a bittersweet process you know you go into it knowing that you're not going to keep the dog uh that you're you're trying to find its forever home which and it, that, that process is really cute. It's really good. And we get to facilitate the adoption and meet the adopters. So that's really cool. But obviously, anytime they get adopted, you know you're going to miss them. You miss coming home to, to your cute little dog. So how do you feel about it? Yeah, I was just going to say it's kind of a double-edged sword. Because obviously, when you're fostering, you, like Linnea said, you know that you're not going to... Um, be able to keep them forever um but when they're at your house for a while like um Hux was at our house for about a month maybe even a little bit more than a month it was less than a month less than a month you start to get really used to them being around and it kind of almost feels like they are like your dog right so then it is very strange to come home and have them not be there but it's great to see them go to such good families and people who are so just perfect for them. Right, right. The uh, the adopters today, they had another dog. And Huxley usually doesn't play with other dogs that way. Like, usually he runs around with other dogs and more so lets them follow him because he's just super fast. But today, he met this dog and he was just playing so much with her. Like, instantly wanted to play with her and had so much friendship already there it it looked like when you meet someone and you're like wow I feel like I've known you for forever like it just felt right and uh I think we took notice of that as well as the possible adopters which ended up being his adopters so I'm very excited yeah so that was Hux and then before Hux we had Carney um she was so cute One of the sweetest demeanor dogs that I've ever met in my life. Just so cuddly and so sweet. And, yeah, she just, she is probably the only dog that I have ever met that, like, if you tap yourself when you're sitting or laying, she will come lay directly on you. Not, like, next to you, not, like, by your feet. Like, she will come lay directly on top of you. And that was the sweetest thing I think I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, we only had Carney for a week, two right? Two weeks. So we had Carney for two weeks, and then she got adopted. Her owner was also totally awesome. Um, other college girls. Yeah, other college girls. 
which we said she was a great dog for that because she was so cuddly um, and so sweet and so quiet. Like, she never made noise. Like, she was... She was very well behaved. Yes, it was very rare for her to make a noise. She uh, growled one time, not at us, but, and we all, our, our, all of our faces were just like, wait a minute, did, did Kearney just growl? Like, did we just hear Kearney growl? Because she, to, to give you context, which I know Linnea already did, she literally would never make a peep. Like, noises for her were very rare. So to hear her growl, I was like, yeah, whoever this is that's making her growl needs to, needs to leave. <laughs> they need to leave. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so, like I said, we're on our way to go pick up our third foster dog. Her name is Trax. Um, and, yeah, we're just, like, super excited. I don't know. What else do we have to say on the foster dog, Sitch? I just think that it's such a great opportunity. Like, I, I think our audience is probably other college-aged people. And oftentimes, I feel like when you go off campus, you know, a lot of those people want some type of companionship in their life. They want a dog or a cat. And being a foster is so great, especially if you get a shelter that covers the financial costs for you. So it's like you get to have that companionship. You get to do a great thing for your community and for each dog that you have. And you don't have to foot the bill of it. And it's not that I wouldn't do it if I did have to foot the bill. But it's just a really great low-cost option for you to not only have a companion but help so many animals. And I think that that's something that's just so special. And I'm so glad that we decided to do it during our college career. I think... Something else that's really nice about it is a lot of times college kids can't really commit to having a dog for the rest of their lives. Like, I know, at least for me, I don't really know where I'm going to be over the next couple years because Linnea is trying to go to vet school. I'm trying to go to medical school. So we don't really know where that's going to be. And... It's also stressful for a dog, obviously, to keep, like, moving houses over and over and over again. So if, you know, she did adopt a dog to have this year off campus, then she would have to drag it everywhere with her, which sometimes is a little unfair to them. So um, it's also a nice option that way because you still get that companionship that you're looking for and you still have that cuddle buddy and like dog to take care of while you're at college but like you know that you're not gonna have to drag them around anywhere with you so it also kind of I don't want to say like makes you commitment free but is a way to enjoy having a dog without being worried about like what you're gonna have to do with the rest of your life based around your dog right well and as a as someone who works in the animal emergency room I have to advocate that a lot of people when they're younger like college age students they do end up getting a dog because you know they want that companionship and they don't understand that emergencies happen I can't tell you how many young couples I've seen come through the ER or younger people in general that that just can't pay and it's it's really sad especially right now but it's you have to prepare for those things. If, if you can't foot an emergency bill, you know, let's say your dog has an allergic reaction to a bee sting, 
you know, and you have to bring it to the emergency room, if you can't handle those types of costs, it's not a great idea to start having the responsibility of a companion or an, a, I'm more so talking about a dog or a cat <clears throat> because you have to prepare for those things. And I know that personally, I would not be able to pay for all of those things, which is why, again, I'm fostering. I don't have a dog or a cat of my own because I know that I can't handle those costs right now in my life. Yeah, I don't really think I could either. <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess that was kind of our way of saying if you need an idea on what to do if you are in college and you do really lack that companionship in a house, um, fostering is a really great way to get that. Um, you can also foster cats if you're not so much a dog person. And I think you can even like foster bunnies and guinea pigs and like birds and stuff from certain shelters. So yeah adopt don't shop adopt don't shop ladies and gentlemen that is the key today yeah gosh i'm a big advocate for adopting i've adopted several animals i know my current cat hank who lives at home with my mom um we adopted him and he's just so great he should i tell his little story (laughs) he has the cutest but also saddest story um so we had a cat before hank harry and he like died pretty suddenly which was really like sad so we didn't want to get another cat for like another several years but i had really been like begging my mom for another cat because although i'm allergic to dogs and cats and many other things i really love them so much um so i really wanted another cat so we went to our local shelter that we've gotten many animals from a bunch of cats a bunch of guinea pigs a bunny at one point um we almost got a dog from there um it's what was I talking about? Anyways. <laughs> sorry. What was I talking about? Line of the century. My, my, my Scott would say, sometimes I start a sentence and I don't know how it's going to end. Yes, literally that's me. I'm very distracted today and in general of life. I wonder if Mercury's in Gatorade or something. Gatorade? Yeah. Have you never heard that? No. I always say that as a joke because... I, I believe in astrology, too, so no hate to the astrology people out there. I'm a Leo. The other Linnea is a Cancer. Um, <laughs> Fire and water. Yeah. But somehow, I don't... She doesn't put me out. We get along very well. Um, but anyways, I, I just... Dun, dun, dun. I always joke that Mercury is in Gatorade because people always talk about how Mercury's in retrograde, which is legit. There is definitely some wacky shit that goes on when Mercury's in retrograde. But You're talking about Hank's story, by the way. Yes, so I was talking about Hank. Anyways, we've adopted many animals from this shelter, and I was really begging my mom, and this was before I went to D.C. in 8th grade, so that's how long ago it was. Holy cow. Um yes. Oh my gosh, I forgot the DC trip existed. Yeah, almost six. Oh my gosh, yeah, just about six years to the T was when we got Hank. Um, crazy. 
But anyways, so I got back from D.C. and my mom was like, all right, let's go to the shelter. And all these cats were super friendly, like really wanted to go home with us. But I have a soft spot in my heart for like the odd one out, like the animal that probably wouldn't get adopted or wouldn't be favored. And so when we took Hank out of his little cage, he was so scared. Like we took him into a room to just try and hang out with him and he was not he's not a small cat he is like definitely a little bit fat but he's also just big boned like Linnea can attest that he's just a big boy absolutely um and he he's a boy yeah and he squeezed himself under a bench that like there is no way he should have fit under so my mom was like kind of worried and was like I don't know if this is the cat for us and I was like I feel like He's just really scared here and needs, like, a good home. And so I convinced her to adopt Hank. Total sidebar of how you and I can totally get our parents to do whatever we want. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We are very good. I think the reason for this, because both of our siblings get mad about how good we are at this. Yeah. But Linnea and I are very scientific minded right we're logical we think of reasons as to why something makes sense and we're very good at arguing those points people have also always joked that we should be lawyers um for that reason because we can quote unquote win arguments and bring up valid points that make people who are usually pretty stubborn kind of like be willing to look at the situation a little bit more right so yeah we brought Hank home. His name was DJ at the time. I didn't like it. So I was DJ. like, yeah. Who named that cat DJ? I don't know, but it did not fit his personality. <laughs> I didn't know his name was DJ. Yes, his That's name so was bad. DJ. Oh my God. So. DJ. <laughs> DJ Hank. Yeah, so I renamed him too. I really liked the name Hank. It's very fitting for him. Um, and he hid in the basement, like, for probably at least the first six months he lived with us. Like, he did not come out. He did not want to be pet. He was not very affectionate. He did not make any noises. We literally, the only reason we knew he was there was because there was stuff in the litter box and he would eat his food. But... If he, like, would walk by us or whatever, he would, like, run by. He was not... His cute little thumping on the floor, too. Yes. Uh-huh. He is, like, kind of fat, obviously, and a bigger cat. So we would always hear when he would, like, jump off of a bed or run up the stairs or something. It, like, goes... Um... So my mom was, like, really, like, talking with me, and she was like, Linnea, like, I feel like we should take this cat back to the shelter. Like, I just feel like he has no quality of life here because all he does is hide. And I'm like, I don't know, Mom. Like, I really just feel like he was really traumatized because he was five when we adopted him, and you could just tell that this cat had not had an easy life, right? So I was like... He had a shitty life. Right. A just shitty like life like ours. Our shitty life. <laughs> yes. We should, I'm just kidding. His life is like exponentially not good. We should make Hank a a guest on this podcast. But <laughs> Hank's a <him>. Meow. <laughs> yeah. 
Why did we make the exact same noise? That's funny. So he, my, and I was like, Mom, I really just feel like this cat was traumatized, right? And then slowly, slowly he started to come out more. He started to make himself seen a little more. He started to sleep on like a chair that wasn't the exact same place that we would sit, but it'd be kind of nearer. He would like just hang out in rooms more, like I said. And Is nearer a word? I don't think so. <laughs> Anyways. And he yeah he started opening up more he started purring more it was very just really cute and now six years later to kind of skip complete details of the story he um he like sleeps in bed with my mom or i every single night he likes to be very obnoxious which we think is cute because you could tell he was kind of afraid of being like a cat you know how cats are they're annoying sometimes He's much better with guests. Yeah, he's much better with guests. He used to, when he, like, first started coming out and being comfortable with my mom and I, like, you would not know that we had a cat if you were over at the house. Absolutely not. I think I was probably the only guest that he interacted with at the start. Yeah. Because, and I think that's because Linnea and I look kind of similar and obviously have a similar demeanor. So he liked her, but... also took bedtime. Yeah. (laughs) Most of your guests, you know, would just be like, oh, look, a cat. Yeah. I, like, took my shoelace off and was, like, Played slowly with it. getting him to play with it. Little boy. Yeah. Little cute boy. So, like I said, six years later, here he is, and he's living his best life. He's so cuddly. He comes and lays on the couch with us all the time. He is pretty rarely, like, by himself. Um, he doesn't sit on laps, though. That's the only thing he doesn't do. But I think one day he will get there. He's getting closer. Yeah, he he likes to, like, extend his paw out and, like, touch your lap. But you can tell he's nervous to sit in it. Because, like we talked about, not to get depressing, but his story is very sad. And it is all assumption. But he is very, very flinchy, even still to this day, now that he's lived with us for six years. So we have very strong suspicions that he got hit a lot. And you can tell that he so badly wants to be a cuddly kitty that like sits on your lap, but he gets really nervous. Like even if you pick him up and put him on your lap, he can only like bear to sit there for like 10 seconds before he has to run away. So, we think he also probably got pushed off of laps and just, like, not treated very well. But he's very happy now, so. Which is very sad. It's sad that a lot of animals have to go through that uh, in the first stages of their life. Yeah. And the shelter was not the place for him. Like, if you know Hank's demeanor, he's very much, like, needs kind of quiet, like not chaotic needs to be able to hide when he wants to doesn't want to see a lot of people like cycling through all the time like just now that we've had him for six years we're like no wonder it took him so long to adjust to the house because the shelter was just not the place for him i'm sure it stressed him out to the max that's all I have. We've been talking for like 15 minutes. Yeah, I'm sorry that Hank's story took like 12 years. But long story short, adopt, don't shop. And if you're a college kid and you want to foster, it's a pretty great option. Nice. Yeah. Sorry. 
Someone from Florida just cut <laughs> us off. <laughs> yeah, if you're Floridian, Floridian. Yeah. They were trying to go to Speedway, man. They wanted that speedy freeze. They wanted that good, good speedy freeze. <laughs> Give them a break. <laughs> but anyways, that's all. We will tune in and see you guys next time. Thanks for listening to our shitty life. Peace out. Peace out, Girl Scouts. Oh, no. And Boy Scouts. And They Scouts. And Z Scouts. <laughs> Whoever, however your gender scouts. identity is. Yes, you Scouts. All right, bye. Bye. <laughs>